The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. One sentence summary. The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success brings together the spiritual calmness and mindful behavior of Eastern religions with Western striving for achieving internal and external success, showing you seven specific ways to let both come to you. My favorite quote from the author is, The ego, however, is not who you really are. The ego is your self-image. It is your social mask. It is the role you are playing. It wants control and it is sustained by power because it lives in fear. Deepak Chopra Deepak Chopra is one of the most well-known advocates of Eastern medicine and approaches to health and living in the Western world. He's written over 80, that's 80, books, a great deal of which have become bestsellers. To this day, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success remains his most popular one, having spent over a year on the New York Times bestseller list. He's often featured in documentaries too, like Finding Joe, which is also where I first saw him. This book is about combining both Eastern and Western philosophy to arrive at a middle ground that's the best of both worlds. Calm, patient, confident about the future, yet not attached to outcomes or desperately struggling to get your destination. Here are my three favorite lessons. 1. Be defenseless. Stop justifying yourself. 2. Have strong, positive intentions to make what you want a reality. 3. Just show up and serve the world and let your purpose find you, instead of fighting to find it. Let's look at how you can merge Eastern spirituality with Western drive, shall we? The 7 Spiritual Laws of Success, Lesson 1. Accept your struggles because the people who make your life difficult are here for a reason too. This answers the question, how can we deal better with annoying people? Imagine you move to a new place. Apartments are expensive, so you decide to get a roommate to share rent with. For the first week, things go great. But then you start to discover little annoyances here and there, and after two months, you're really upset by some of your roommate's behaviors. For example, he might not clean his dishes after cooking and let them sit in the sink. Or she might always tell you to take out the trash, but never take it out herself. Of course this makes you frustrated, but there's only one good solution here. Accepting the situation and looking for the lesson it's supposed to teach you. Have you ever thought that even the people and events in your life that make it more difficult might be there for a reason? Maybe you just haven't learned to stand up for yourself enough, or not written enough, or not helped others enough. Accepting where you are and not forcing your view of the world on others is what Deepak Chopra calls defenselessness. It's the art of giving up the need to justify yourself and it's very powerful because it lets you move on much faster. The 7 Spiritual Laws of Success Lesson 2 Manifest your desires with intense, positive thoughts. This answers the question, how can we make big positive changes in the world without forgetting that we're just one person. However, that doesn't mean you should just let yourself get steamrolled whenever there's a dispute. It just means you have to look for a different way of making your dreams come true. Instead of arguing where the world throws negativity at you and trying to flip it, why not direct your positive intentions forward in those areas of life that really matter? You've surely witnessed the power of a self-fulfilling prophecy firsthand. You told yourself you'd do great at something, you walked in with confidence, and then you did kick ass. This is the power of positive thinking, and it works for one simple reason. 
It programs your actions subconsciously by getting you in the right mindset. For example, if you're stuck in that roommate situation from before, you could then proceed to pick out all the things that are wrong with your apartment and your living situation, thinking about how you want to move but can't afford a place on your own. Or you could be grateful for having a place to live for now and instead focus your energy on getting an even better place, for example by thinking about what you want your next apartment to look like. The universe has a funny way of working out, but in essence you'll most often get back the same kind of energy you put in. You give negative energy, you get negative energy back. You give positive energy, you get back more positivity. The 7 Spiritual Laws of Success Lesson 3 Let your life's purpose find you, instead of desperately struggling to find it. This answers the question, what should I do if I still haven't found my purpose in life? This is one of the lessons that couldn't be closer to my heart at the time I'm writing it. Just two days ago I had a huge mental shift. For weeks I've been working on and preparing the launch of a product based on the content I've created all year long. But something didn't feel right. And then I realized, I want to be a full-time writer, but not at all costs. I don't want to create products just for the sake of having products. I want to create things of real value. And if at some point what I do allows me to keep on writing full-time because it happens to pay the bills, then great. If not, that's okay too. Ask the universe what you can do for it, not what it can do for you. Don't try to desperately force yourself into a certain purpose and then that purpose upon the world. Take a look at yourself. Where are you right now? What can you actually do? Where can you give help? Where can you create value? And then let the rest fall into place. Once you start waking up excited every day and seem to have endless energy to get things done, that's when you know you found it. Here's what I learned from the 7 Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. Now, this is one of the summaries where reading it again, it sounds very... We're all having fun, we're sunflowers and, and everything is amazing, right? So that's a little bit what it sounds like. Now, I want to make this a bit more practical by giving you a bit more context. Um, I like the roommate example. I, I wish I would have dragged it all the way to the end of it with the purpose thing, maybe, if, if that was possible. But I want to give you some practical insights, maybe into what that looks like what living that looks like for me right now, right? So let's go one by one. Uh, accepting your struggles and accepting that the people in your life who are there to, who are making it difficult, that they are supposed to show you something too. So just recently I had this, okay? Um, every, I, I tell myself often, maybe you've done this before, uh, no suckers, okay? So no suckers in my life. I was talking to a girl on Facebook and she said, like, yeah, no suckers. And I was like, that's a good policy, actually, no suckers. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, I don't want to spend my time on people who just argue with me, who who I feel like I'm, I'm, I, I can't reach them, right? It's like I talk to them, but they never listen, um, let alone let alone take any of my recommendations or advice when if they ask me for it. Um, so 
recently I, I and obviously I, I used to really suck at that in high school. I would do I would be like a yes man, do everything for everyone and try to please everyone and that was not good. And I'm getting better, but it's always a process. And just just this week I was talking to texting to a girl and I was thinking, man, like her life, like she is derailing every every week it gets worse. She has she's doing man, like she really she's growing up. And she's screwing up her life. And she's a couple of years younger than me. And so it's, uh, I understand that and thinking about how much I knew at the time. But I remember her as a person who, who was very mature for her age. And she was, she was, a, she was making good decisions before. And it just, I don't know, it spiraled somehow. That's the view I have on it. And I talked to her, talked to her and, and it was like, man, she's just arguing. She's talking down every point. She's uh, and she keeps sort of spamming messages and but she's not doing anything and she says she's going to do this and she never does it and it's really it was hard to watch and at the same time I asked myself when was the last time you felt really good interacting with this person when was the last time you got a message from her or talked to her on the phone that you hung up and you you felt really good and I realized that hasn't happened in a long time uh, so I was like you know what I'm just going to stop talking to her. And that's what I did. So I just stopped messaging her. And do you know if she messages me and has a question, or that's fine, right? But I'm not going to engage and I'm not going to chase and try to sort of save the friendship or whatever. I realized, man, like she's kind of a drag and she's kind of dragging me down. And that's the, so, that's the whole point of this idea, right? You accept that once you realize this person is making my life difficult, you ask, what's the lesson? And maybe for me, I thought the lesson was, maybe it was this question, this sort of, to keep asking this question, when did that person make me feel really good the last time? And is it worth it to, to put my attention there? And if that's not the case, then what can I do about it? And do I, is there any reason for me to continue this? Or can I just drop it? right and i don't have to just and i don't feel like i have to justify it either right it's it feels really good i just dropped it so i can stop talking to her and i don't have to i don't have to apologize for anyone i don't have to say anyone anything I don't, there's nothing there right so that's a practical manifestation of the first lesson so that's what that can look like or at least what it looked like for me recently the second thing manifesting your desires power of positive thinking uh, that's all true and well. I wish I would have picked a better example. So instead of imagining, for example, a, a situation where you live with your roommate and you imagine what your next apartment will look like, I wish the example I would have made is that what you 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 imagine creative ways of how you can make more money to be able to afford your own place, right? So that will be sort of the self-fulfilling prophecy you would want to go into. So instead of thinking, oh man, this sucks, I can't afford a bigger place, but my roommate's really annoying... Uh, instead of thinking that way, you could think, okay, how much more money do I need to be able to get my own place? How much would my own place cost? How much money do I need to make extra to be able to pay for that? And how can I make that money? That's much more productive, but you're already getting yourself in the same direction. And you're, you're setting in motion wheels in your subconscious that you can't possibly access, but you can you can influence either way. And, and thirdly, the last thing... Uh, I, I, th oh yeah, I remember what the product was. I wrote this summary December 30th, 2016. So that was just before New Year's. And the product I had planned was actually a version of four minute books where you get one lesson from, from a summary each, every single day of the year. 
in an email in a new format where I explain more of it and with an action item, right? So it was basically taking out of the over 1000 lessons I have across all the summaries, taking one for each day for a full year in a nice email format and then selling uh, that and, and uh, having a monthly subscription or whatever and you would pay a couple bucks and then you just get that. But the initial interest wasn't there, I thought. Uh, and I thought or I validated. I'm not sure because I always try to validate my products. Anyway, I found out it's not going to work. People. Oh, yeah, I, I actually I remember I tried to pre-sell it. People didn't buy. Um, nobody wanted it. So I was like, mm, that's too bad. But OK, I'm not going to force this through. I'm not going to do this anyway. I'm not going to waste my time if people don't want this. So I'll just have to come up with something else. And at the time, I didn't have a new idea for a product that I thought was valuable enough. So I didn't do anything. Recently, I did. And th that went the other way around. So uh, where not was I like adept on forcing something that wasn't meant to work, but instead I took something that already worked, I knew it to work, and I s I'm selling it now and I don't feel bad about it at all. It's a post called The Complete Guide to Remembering What You Read, or rather, uh, I want to say a, a book. It's like a mini book, ebook. And uh, I wrote it originally as a post for Medium. It was one of it was the first commissioned article on Medium.com in the self improvement section that was featured. And I wrote that together with uh, the editor of Better Humans, Tony Stubblebine. He I wrote it. He edited edited it. Um, I was paid a flat fee for that. It's part of the membership program. It's locked to members only, so you can. I think you can read three posts free each month if you're not a member, but then you have to pay $5 a month. And that same thing, I have copyright on it. I'm selling it now for $5 on my website, 4-Minute Books, and it's part of my autoresponder. So when, when people sign up to the to the site, they get a couple emails, and then I present them this, and you can get it for 5 bucks. And it's great information. I took, I took a lot of different books. I learned from different books. I made a whole five-phase system for how I read. I basically documented the way I read in complete and, and extended it. And it's really I really believe in information. I think it's great. People on Medium have said it's great. Um, and it got over 10,000 views, I think, or on a couple thousand reads, seven or 8,000 reads. So people were really excited about this. They really liked this. And so I thought, you know what, it is obviously valuable information. So why not try to make that into a mini product and see if people are interested in buying and lo and behold, it works, right? It sells. So there's like, it sells a copy every other day or so. And it's not about, it's not even about the money. It's just about s figuring out creative ways to add value to the world. And then f also finding creative ways for me to make a living from that. So I can just keep doing it more. Um, so, and that was like, hey, universe. So the universe told me, actually, Nick, this is pretty good. We like this. People said we like this. And so I was like, okay, so maybe I can use this to get ahead and make progress in my own business sort of career. And that sort of, I just went with it, right? It was it was there at some point. I came, I got the idea. So I, I'm not, and now I'm, I'm looking at what else can I do? Is there, are there other ways that I can do this? And I have tons of ideas I want to try and test, but it's all, you know what, it's all good, right? I'll find my way eventually. I'm not worried. You can always make money. You can always have a day job. So don't take all this too seriously. Just watch what happens. And uh, when you figure it out, you'll know soon enough. Okay, I hope that made everything a little more practical. Hope you enjoyed this comment on The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Deepak Chopra. I highly recommend the movie Finding Joe in which he's featured. And see, I will see you on the next summary.